and welcome to Foothill Christian American Canyon. We're glad you joined us today, and we sincerely hope that you're blessed with today's message. We are going to begin by talking about circumstances, because we all have them. Amen? Amen. Good, bad, or indifferent, we have circumstances. That's right. Alright? So, uh, let's just go ahead and pray real quick. Father God, we just thank you. For this day that we have to gather together to speak and proclaim and to hear your word. Father God, we pray that today that as we go into this message, Father, that you would just begin to speak to our hearts, Father. That you would begin to heal situations in our lives, the circumstances that go on, Father. That you will help us to see past those things which are into what we should be doing, into what we could be, Father. And God, we give you the thanks, we give you the praise, we give you the glory in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Well, I'm so thankful that Pastor Rick gave me the opportunity today. I am so thankful to be here today to be preaching the word to you. Anytime that I can preach the word of God, I'm excited. And so, here we go. We're going to slow it down a little bit because if not, I'll be excited all morning. So, I am so glad that we are here. Today, we're going to be looking into something that we all deal with, like I said, And we all know it too well. It's the circumstances that we face. Um, So our lives are full of adventures, whether they they can be grand adventures. We can be like climbing up a mountaintop sometimes, climbing up a mountain. How many, anybody in here ever climbed a mountain before? I did too, right? It's hard. It's hard? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's hard. Okay, that's why most of us don't try it, right? But a lot in here, look around. They tried. Raise your hand up. You tried. Climbing a mountain's hard. But we made it. Me and Pastor Rick. But we made it. No. And sometimes we have the, the adventures where we're just in the valleys. And sometimes we have it whenever we feel like we are just falling down the hill. Amen? Amen. So we are all familiar with circumstances. Trials seem to come too easy. They seem to come too easy. Sometimes we just look at life and it's just like one thing after the next, after the next, after the next. Now, I know that this church right here is in a season where they're looking forward to what is coming next. Okay? And that is great. That is awesome. I look forward to seeing you guys in that new place, in that new facility. And I look forward to seeing that facility packed out with souls. Amen? Amen. Amen. We can see it done. Amen. We may have circumstances that cause fear. Such as family problems, financial problems, or health problems. Those things hit us, and when they do, they seem to knock the breath out of us all at once. Amen? Amen. So Matthew 9.20 tells us, though, about a woman who was constantly bleeding. She had suffered for 12 years. For 12 years she suffered. She had faith, so she pressed through. She pressed through the crowd, and she touched Jesus. So she touched the robe, the fringe of the robe, because she thought to herself, if she could just touch the robe, she would be healed. She had a circumstance, and Jesus did not ignore this woman at all. But instead, she responded, or he responded to her and said, Be encouraged. Be encouraged. Your faith has made you well. And the woman was healed, and from that moment on, she was healed. 
She was good from that moment on. I wrote down, this woman may have been surprised by the illness. And she may have been surprised by Jesus' reaction. But her faith drew her to understand that God was for her. One of the greatest things I love to focus on is God is for us and not against us. Because we get to look in at the situations in front of us, the circumstances, and we think to ourselves, I don't know if God can handle that sometimes, you know? We get to look in and we say, it's too big. Maybe it's even moving into the new place. It's it's too big. It's too much. How how are we going to fill it up? Thing is, God's got it. All you got to do is touch. Okay? Touch. And I say to you this morning, be encouraged. Be encouraged. Just touch him and watch what happens. So our circumstances may surprise us. But our circumstances... Do not take God by surprise at all. Our tomorrows are known before they are given. Amen. Amen. It's good to know that God, he knows everything that's going to happen. And because he knows everything that's going to happen, we don't have to be watching our back all the time, trying to figure out what's going to happen, what's going to happen, what's going to happen. Because we can have peace in him. Amen. Amen. Sometimes we all need a simple reminder that God's in control. And I'm the reminder this morning with this message that God is in control. God is in control. And when he's in control, we don't need to fret. And I know sometimes we say, well, we've heard this type of message before. We've heard someone say, don't be bothered by your trials, by your circumstances, by, by, by things going on. But we have to be reminded. We have to be reminded and encouraged and strengthened to know that God has this. Whatever seems challenging in your life, He has it. Whatever is the normal in your life, He has it. Whatever is the good that's coming in your life, He has it. I don't like to just focus on the bad. Because sometimes we focus too much on the bad. We need to focus on the good as well. We need to focus on the regular times as well. Sometimes we just need that simple reminder. Solutions to our circumstances are waiting on our ability to seek God. The solution is in waiting on God. That is where it relies. That's where it stands. And the thing is, we go to the the next slide in Psalms uh, 55, 22 through 23. It was written by uh, King David for the choir director. And it says... Give your burdens to the Lord, and He will take care of you. Give your burdens to the Lord, and He will take care of you. He will not permit the godly to slip and fall. We can take strength in that, amen? I know sometimes we think that we're going to slip and fall, but we can take and know that He's not going to let us slip and fall. He won't permit it. But you, O God, will send the wicked down to the pit of destruction. Murderers and liars will die young, but I am trusting that you save me. Amen. Amen. Do we have trust that he's going to save us this morning? Do we have trust? God invites you. We can put our circumstances on God. God allows us to place our everything on him. Our circumstances he wants to take from us. God desires that we trust 
him to handle the parts of life we cannot control. I had, I had uh, some parts of life that, that I couldn't control uh, over this past year. Well, last year now. So uh, last uh, about September, October, I became very, very ill. And I couldn't get out of bed. And that took me about a month to be able to get out of bed. And so I was just so weak, and we still didn't know quite what it was. And I was so weak, just kind of couldn't go, couldn't go, couldn't go. And they're like, well, maybe, you know, we can't find out what's wrong. Maybe you're depressed. They test me for that. They're like, no, not depression. I'm like, no, I'm a preacher. I'm not depressed. And so what happened is I was just so sick. I was just so sick. And after that, what happened is they find it out in about February. It took all the time of a lot of testing, too. But I had a growth developing on my vocal cord right on the side. And it was threatening to take away my ministry. It was threatening to take away the singing, the teaching, the preaching, the sharing of God's word. I was scared. I thought I was going to hang up my jacket and be done. The devil was trying to take me down. Yes. He's trying to use a, a circumstance in life to say you're done. Yes. And so I went through that for an entire year. I went through about four months of not speaking. Pastor Rick, I think you remember me carrying a little speaker around, typing in my phone and having it speak for me, right? Yes, I, I had to come up with some solution. You know, it's a difficult thing. Very difficult. People, people would uh, stop talking to me because they thought I was uh, deaf. So they'd start just going. <laughs> <laughs> Try to go through Starbucks, through the drive-thru. Type in your phone and put a speaker up. They just think you're playing with them. You know? Those type of things are frustrating. That's my situation. Then I was able to have a vocal surgery and it's healing and I'm way above the schedule. I'm about six months, eight months ahead of schedule. I shouldn't be singing, leading songs. I, I, talking, I'm ahead of schedule. And you know what? That is my circumstance because my eyes are on God. I was, I had to wait longer because I had to wait for the best surgeon in the country because no one would touch it. So I had to wait and wait and wait. It was hard. Sometimes seasons and circumstances are waiting, but God has it. My story is my story. You think about a situation in your life that you may be facing right now and think about how it could maybe wreck you. Think how your situation could be ter- taking everything away. You could be so close. God's got it. That's right. God's got it. You take your situation of a dream that God's placed in your heart and you feel like maybe it hasn't come true yet. God's got it. That's right. It may take some waiting. God's got it. Amen. Now me, I have faith that God can do anything. That's right. That he will. That he desires, that he wants to do good things for his children. So I am not going to let circumstances dictate to me what's going to happen. So it was hard. So in about June, what happened is I came to a point in my life where I said, you know what? Lord, now this was very hard to do. It was extremely hard to do. And if you've ever been in a situation like that, you understand came to a place where I said, Lord, 
If you take away my voice, if you take away the singing, if you take away the preaching, if you take away the teaching, if I can never talk again, another word, I will find a way, whether it's signing, I will find a way to spread your message. Yes, amen. And the answer didn't come right away. But ultimately the answer came. And he's restoring and he's continuing to restore and he's continuing to restore. So when we're at the point of desperation, maybe he just wants us to trust him a little bit more. Maybe he just wants us to get just a little closer. I know that what happened in that situation has even built my faith more. It has given me the strength more to fight on. It has given me the courage to face obstacles and people. It has given me the courage to be able to go into community and be able to launch a church. It's faith. He's waiting to receive our trials, our temptations. God's love is stronger than any enemy we face. It's stronger. So why should we even worry? Why worry? I know it's easy to say because I had some worry. But then I gave it up. But why worry? I know the joy of the Lord is my strength. I know his peace is love. His grace is my strength. We often worry because we forget that God is in control of things we surrendered to him. First Thessalonians 5.18 says, Instead, in everything, give thanks for this is God's will in Jesus Christ. No trial can overcome a believer when we place them in God. Romans 8.28, we can place everything on God. And know that God causes all things to work together for the good of those who love God. To those who are called according to his purpose. We, this morning, are called to his purpose. We are called according to his purpose. What is his purpose? His purpose for our lives is to love him and to tell others about him. Simple. And some people go around their whole lives, what's my purpose? What's my purpose? What's my purpose? I don't know what to do. I don't know what ministry I'm supposed to do. I don't know. I haven't been called. The thing is, we have been. If we read the word of God, if we've heard the word of God, it says to love God and love others in the kingdom, to share our faith. Amen? Simple. That is it. This is my destiny right here. My purpose, my calling. My life, I want to inspire others to know Christ. I want to be an inspiration. I want to live an example of Christ so that they will see and they will want to follow. I want to make it so attractive. It's like having, like, I don't know why this is coming up. I don't know, but the best chocolate cake. My friend, Brooke, my best friend, he likes um, chocolate cake. And he doesn't just like chocolate cake. He likes chocolate, chocolate, chocolate cake. He likes it so rich that you take a bite and you just want to be sick. Or at least me. And he will eat that whole... He'll eat a big piece like fatter than this, tall as this. Maybe taller. You ever see those Costco ones? Yeah. That's not chocolate enough for him. He has to go get the one from Nugget. See, you guys are getting hungry right now. See, I see what's going on. But... I don't know why I went on cake now. <laughs> I've never had that happen before. I got distracted by cake. No. 
That's never ever happened to me. Boy, I think it's all the laughing or something. I don't know. Everybody, I can tell everybody wants cake right now. This is the problem. But, but oh yes, we should make it attractive. The gospel needs to be attractive. Or for you ladies out there, like think of the biggest diamond you could possibly ever see. I mean the biggest rock that your man's going to give you. Don't look at him right now. Just don't do it. And man, don't look back. All right. Think about the biggest rock. Now, that's what our lives should be. Our lives should be like that chocolate cake or like that big diamond. Again, don't look at your husbands. Okay? Don't look at your wives. We want to be attractive to those around us. We want the word of God to be attractive. We want everything that we say, everything that we do, every action, every facial expression to demonstrate to other people that we are children of God. That we are not slaves to fear, that we're not slaves to circumstances, to our trials, to our uh, grief, whatever we're facing. We are children of God and we are to show a different standard. But the standard should be truth. We should have the peace. We should have the joy. We should have the love. We should have the strength of the Lord. Amen? Amen. I'm not talking about faking it. I'm just talking about making it. Alright. God within us is greater and it is Him who provides the strength to walk through the flames of fire which turn us into more refined objects. You want to be refined objects? Do you like refined objects? Don't tell me you don't if you go shopping. God has boundaries which are blessings for believers. The boundaries in the word are blessings. And I'm just going to cover that real quick because God has a boundary of love. God has a boundary of grace. God has a boundary of compassion. And God expects those boundaries to be followed, but they are blessings to keep us safe. Amen? These boundaries are not burdens to bear, but they improve the ways of living. Jesus says this. My yoke is easy to bear, and my burden I give you is light. It's light. The yoke is easy. It's not difficult. We just have to remain within the standards of God's word, which are not difficult. And sometimes we make them more difficult than they are. His grace carries us through. His strength does. His joy. Amen. Now my favorite, favorite line here. God's Great mission cancels Satan's permission. Woo! Yeah, she gets it. I get it. Now let's see if you get it. God's great mission cancels Satan's permission. That means whatever Satan has designed against you is broken. It is broken. It's dead. It's gone. It's completed. Christ has the victory. Christ in you. God cares for you. We are safe. We are safe in the loving arms of God. No enemy, no weapon formed against us will harm us. God has a wonderful plan for us. I love having a wonderful plan. I help people, businesses, churches develop wonderful plans, strategic plans. While we're developing, they're not always so wonderful because we have to keep cracking through and keep, keep uh, re-scratching out stuff and changing stuff and redesigning it and going over and over to make it better and better and better. 
But God's wonderful plan is already perfected. God's plan is already perfected. He's ready to use you right now wherever you are. Turn your neighbor right now and say, God is ready to use you. He is ready to use you. He is ready to use you right now. Sometimes we place ourselves on the, on the bench when he's ready to get us into the game. He wants us out there in the game, each and every one of us. I don't care how young, how old that we are. We have a purpose. And he has a plan for us. They are good plans. They're not going to harm us. They are going to prosper us. We obedient in the faith. He's got this. We have no time to worry because we have a mission that's too important to be distracted from. Matthew 28, 19 through 20 says, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every living creature, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. That is our mission. That is our calling. I like to see it like McDonald's. We go to McDonald's. And we go and we say we want a hamburger. Well, their job is to serve good hamburgers, right? Mm, You might have a different opinion, but that's their goal, right? Okay. Good enough. In and out. There you go. Step it up for you. In and out. Now we're a little more classy. In and out. Now they got the fries, too. Their fries are good. They're fresh. All right. Sponsored by in and out. I don't know. <laughs> the, the thing is that that's their mission to make great hamburgers and fries in and out burger. And also, if you notice, to spread a little bit of the gospel. Okay. But really, they're into making hamburgers and fries. We as Christians sometimes get off of our hamburgers and fries. Our mission. And we need to stay on the mission. That's right. Because our hamburgers and fries are more important than anything else in the world. What we do here lasts for all of eternity. That's right. Our hamburgers and fries are loving the Lord and sharing our faith with others. Yes. That is our mission. Yes. Well, the psalmist stated statement of peace was, I will trust in you. Whenever we're facing circumstances, we can trust in God. We can trust in God. Now, some people have no hope. There are people out there without hope. But when we know God, we have hope. Amen. Amen. We have hope. We do not need to fear Judgment, but can rest knowing that God, that God is present in our circumstance. I tell you, when I was going through the year, it was tough. And my eyes wanted to wander sometime, my heart wanted to wander sometime whenever I went through it. When I said, Is this it? Is this all it's going to be? Am I done? Am I over? And the Lord's reply was no. 
Can you close your eyes for just a moment? Think about the most difficult thing that is coming up in your life right now. And hear the Lord say this to you this morning. It's not over. It's not done. The best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. There is a new season. There is a new and fresh anointing. There is a powerful, powerful God there with you. I love the scripture in the word that says, he holds me by the right hand. Go ahead and open up your eyes. You know that picture, it's footsteps I think it's called, when Jesus, when, whenever a person's walking through, you see footsteps in, town, in the sand and all of a sudden like the other ones disappear or whatever. Jesus is holding us by the right hand even when we don't notice. He is faithful. And he is so faithful to us that we cannot deny to share the hope. So, I do have to ask, we need to trust in God today. Who have you placed your trust in? Who have you placed your trust in to handle things? The world, your abilities, your money. I've done all those at some point in my life, I know that. Sometimes still do, right? Sometimes we do face and we do that. We put our trust in those things around us instead of God. What has captured your heart? What has captured your heart? I'm encouraged to join the psalmist in declaring that your circumstances belong to God. Your circumstances belong to God. God will never leave you or abandon you ever. I am excited for the next opportunity that that I've heard about with this church. I'm excited for the future that is coming. I'm excited for the building of the kingdom. I know Pastor Rick over here, he's excited for it. I'm sure you'll have less setup. Amen? Can somebody say amen? Can somebody say praise the Lord? All right, I'm getting some people happy now. Because I know it takes work. I know, you know, we were in the church, but I had to set up my youth room multiple times a week sometimes just to keep it straight. And it's, yeah, it's not a stage and all that stuff, but we had to always set it up, bring everything in, bring everything out. It gets tiring. 13 years of doing that is tiring. Nine or 10 years of doing this is tiring sometimes. God has better and better and better coming for you. The circumstances it was is over. One week left. The new circumstances is coming. And God needs each and every one of you to bind together in prayer. God needs each and every one of you to bind together in serving. God needs even your giving. God needs your faithfulness to come to the community of faith. God needs you to show up at 2 o'clock. 2 o'clock. He didn't tell me to say any of this. I'm just, I don't know. It's God. Don't miss two o'clock, people. Hey, if I could go to church at two o'clock in the afternoon, woo! I'm telling you. I think churches have got it wrong sometimes. Who wants to get up at like seven o'clock in the morning? The thing is, God is better. 
God has greater. You have not seen what God is going to do yet. There is newness. There is good things coming. Be faithful because God has all these things, but he needs to use you to accomplish them. He needs obedience. He needs the the people to come together and be strong, prayed up, fired up, ready to go. Turn on whatever you listen to in the morning. Israel, Chris Tomlin, whatever. You, whatever brand of whatever you listen to, get in it. Praise the Lord. Thank the Lord. Thank him for the best that's coming. And expect it. The old circumstances ending, the new circumstances beginning. God has it. Don't allow the circumstances in your life. Don't allow them to trump what God wants. Because they are broken in the name of Jesus. There is strength and healing. There is hope. There is forgiveness. There is grace in the name of Jesus. And I'll tell you this. Whatever you do, don't ever, ever give up. Give it to God. Trust him to handle it because he's got you. He's got you.